0: Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigator's Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. Today we have a special show. Mark Gillespie is back and we're talking about working death cases that were initially ruled suicide. Oh boy. Mark explains how he got into this niche selection of investigations and what to look for if this type of case comes across your desk. So please welcome Mark Gillespie and your host, Private Investigator Matt Spare.
1: And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Today I'm I'm honored and happy to have an old friend back, uh, somebody we haven't talked to in a while I want to welcome Mark Gillespie back to the program. Mark, how are you?
2: I'm well. How are you, Matt?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So for those who don't know Mark, he's uh, based out of Texas, I believe, right? Texas? And Austin. Austin, right? Quite a career on dealing with forensics and death investigations and and really you know, doing a lot of court-appointed investigative work. And I asked Mark to come on today to talk about um, death investigations and kind of give his take on um, law enforcement and how they handle investigating homicides and not considering all possibilities and why an investigator would be important on doing that. So uh, again, Mark, I'm I'm so happy to have you back. It's been a while. Why don't you just tell folks a little bit uh, more about yourself that I didn't cover here that uh, for for folks who don't know you.
2: Okay. Well, always good to be here with you, Matthew. Uh, You're a great, great friend, great colleague, and uh, I've done a lot for our profession and appreciate everything that you do. And um, enjoy being on your show here. I've been in, uh, I started my career in 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 the Air Force. I was a special agent in the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. Uh, spent a career doing that. We conducted felony investigations for the Air Force Department of Defense, you know, Air Force interests. Got my master's in forensics at George Washington. So I was always interested in forensic science. Uh, got that in 83. And that was really before... Forensic science was a household name. Right. Um, few, few people knew anything about forensics at that time. Um, I retired from the Air Force, was became the APD Austin Police Department Crime Laboratory director. Uh, did that for a number of years, and I moved on to uh, start a forensic science undergraduate degree program at St. Edwards University here in Austin. Um uh, while I was teaching, uh, I got my PI license and For years, I, I, for a number of years, I kind of struggled with what did I, you know, what did I want to be when I grow up as a PI? And I just didn't know what, um, you know, what I wanted to specialize in. So I kind of did it all just like we did in OSI as special agents. We just kind of ran every investigation. And um, so finally, I just honed it down to, um, you know, basically a couple areas, criminal defense, and uh, forensic science consultations, and and that's what I've been doing for for many years, and enjoy it, love it, and uh, so that's what I'm doing now. I've I I do a lot of court-appointed cases here and and uh, throughout Texas. Uh, you know, they don't pay well, but I get a lot of satisfaction helping, uh, you know, helping the justice system and sure. uh, helping people that need the help to ensure they get a fair a fair go at it in the, in the criminal justice system. So sure, sure. that's what I'm doing.
1: How have you seen like technology change over the years? I mean, what, you know, you've been doing this for, for a bit and um, there's obviously has been a change in, in, things we can do now that, that we couldn't do before and, and new technology that that's available. What's the one thing that stands out the most is like, wow, I'm glad we have this.
2: Well, the- it's interesting that you say that because i was having a conversation um with one of my investigators just 2 days ago and you know we were doing some heavy duty uh internet searches um uh, you know social media searches uh you know looking for people looking for things looking for information and, and i got to thinking back in my days as a special agent in osi i i i compare what our abilities are today with technology, you know, automation, internet databases, uh, quick access to information uh, compared to what we had in 1979, when I got started, you know, uh, we, there's really, it's hard to compare. I mean, when you compare it, it's a night and days difference. So Mm -hmm. it's incredible we're we're playing on a different playing field, a different landscape. And uh I think for the investigator, um I just I, I don't know what we would have I I just can't imagine my world back in 79 with computers. We we did things the hard way, right? But we still got the got a good result. But I just think it probably took took longer. It was harder and um uh, so to answer your question, I think I think uh, the advent of of, uh, of the internet, of computers, did you know digital tools right. uh, has has been huge from a investigative standpoint uh, in terms of furthering investigations. You know. It, forensic science has has really blossomed tremendously yeah. um and and technology has of course has um uh has had a great impact on on the furtherance of forensic science in our profession
1: yeah, yeah. um uh, you know and dna you look at the i make i make the argument television right csi all those like programs that that really open up the doors for people to understand what forensic science is. isn't is just a bunch of nerds sitting around laughing about, you know, the coefficient of this and that, <laughs> you know, like there's more to it. Right.
2: Absolutely. You know, OJ back in 84, 85, that, that broke the glass ceiling on, on crime scene investigation on forensic yeah. science. And, uh, you know, it's never been the same since then. It's, it yeah. just has opened our eyes, uh, you know, you, you look at true crime on, on the internet, uh, that, that is so that captures everyone's attention, uh, yeah. more so than, than many other things. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool.
1: It's amazing how, you know, we go to, you know, reading Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the, the, you know, Nancy Drew and the Hardy boys and all this other stuff. And, 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 you know, that's, that's our youth, right? That's that tells us what the investigative mind has and can and can do. And now you start factoring in technology and cool stuff. And somewhere in the middle, <laughs> you get a good investigator. Uh, you could throw the Jetsons in there too, <laughs> with all the technology, right? right? Yeah. Who, who would have thought, right? We still don't have the flying cars yet, but who knows? <laughs> Maybe.
2: right, It's around the corner, I believe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I, I mean, it's it, it's it's good stuff. And I think also the, the ability uh, for information sharing, I think is a game changer too. Like it's almost like the profession elevates itself because there's just so much content out there. So many folks like yourself who, who dedicate, you know, time and resources to training others on how to do certain things. Um, and, you know, it was always done, you know, in the last 25 years, 30 years, you go to conferences, right? Now it's virtual conferences. Actually, we're recording this one today as a virtual conference is going on that I got to, when we're done, I got to tap in and get a part of for, for Nally. Um, right. You know, and it's just like consistently there's, there's content that's uh, that's out, out there. And it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Really, uh, really cool. It, it definitely elevates the profession. I think, in my opinion, So good stuff. I, I agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we were trying to figure out what to talk about today and we were talking about, you know, do we talk about junk science? Do we talk about murder investigations and the murder investigations one because, Hey, it's murder and it's always more interesting, but man, we, we are going to have you on again at some point and talk about that because the, it, it, the, the downfall of technology and, and um, you know, having all the things at our fingertips is that folks come up with these ideas on how to do certain things and, and create these sciences that are very sexy in a courtroom but could be questionable as well right so that's that's something that uh you know is uh it's it's a lot to swallow for sure i agree yeah it's all uh it's all interesting to see uh how it goes i mean i remember myself being back at john jay college of criminal justice in new york um you know it's my alma mater and you know i got out of there in 1995 so, you know, you had thrown, um, you know, the OJ thing out there. I mean, like I was square in the middle of all that, <laughs> you know, the white Bronco was 94, right. Uh, Henry Lee, you know, was a professor at John Jay college prior to, to get involved with that case. Um, and was very well respected. Um, in fact, I was talking to Rob Fried last night, um, at a society of professional investigators event. We were talking about Dr. Lee and just his impact on, um, you know, on the industry and things like that. And, and forensics is definitely, uh, it's, it's a very necessary um, cool part of what we do here. So um, it, it's been very interesting to see how the popularity has grown and how the technology has grown into it. And uh, you know, and it, it, it helps and hurts on the murder investigation and stuff, which we're going to dive into in a little bit. Right.
2: Yeah. I think I misspoke. I think I said 1984. OJ. it was, we'll give you, you a pass you Made me 94 95 yeah thank you
1: it's okay all, all, all the years they, they kind of meld together so i just
2: had a birthday i'm losing my memory
1: it's all right man it's all good um listen i'm I'm not much younger than you so i'm i'm heading down that, that road too um but it, it's all good and you know it I tell you, though, it's weird, though, because, like, for cases I work on, as much as we joke about, like, losing memory and stuff, like, there are certain times where, I'll, like, I'll be in certain areas of, of New York City, even. I'm just like, yeah, I worked on a case over here, worked on a case over there. I can tell you the exact fact pattern, everything that happened there, and, uh, you I'm sure I was a whip, but, you know, remind me to pick up my laundry on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, and I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Where
2: did I put my keys? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, so we're going to jump out and take a quick break. And when we come back, I really want to dive into, you know, the investigating uh, murders uh, slash suicides, you know, like the differences between that and and some of the, um, some of the reasons that an investigator uh, you privately, you know, could really help that situation and, and really help determining
0: into uh, what happened. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back have you heard about the 2023 slick conference you're not going to want to miss this event in augusta georgia on march 13th and 14th the conference will feature practical topics outstanding speakers and happy hour networking sessions plus more there are 16 ceus available for georgia and 12 ceus available for south carolina Topics include practical aspects of defensive shooting, justifiable use of force with a taser, fire investigations, courtroom deposition testimony, how to navigate open records requests, human trafficking, recognition and reporting, and so much more. Learn all about it at cga-solutions.com. You guys have been
1: hearing uh, for a long time about how much I love CrossTracks, but now you're going to hear from somebody else. So, we got George Gergis here. George is a member and a user of CrossTracks. George, tell me real quickly what you love about CrossTracks. The simplicity of using it and the ability to customize everything that you could do with CrossTracks is awesome. It actually allowed me to take the way that I do my business and implement it into their system. And not only am I able to manage 10 or 15 cases, I'm able to manage 50 to 100 cases with the same effort. Fantastic. So CrossTracks, um, the case management system, they are SOC 2 certified. Basically, that's an encryption, really an upgrade. They're the only ones out there that are doing it. So please support this great sponsor that supports our show. Uh, Check them out. The links are in the show notes. CrossTracks. if you're an investigator,
0: you should be using them today. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the Investigators Toolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site. Then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Satellite Investigations is the premier investigation resource in New York State. Founder Matthew Spare was named PI Magazine's Investigator of the Year. If you need investigative assistance in New York State, visit their site at satellitepi.com. Get results, not excuses. Looking for an insurance agent that puts you first? Every PI business is different. That's why OREP Insurance can shop multiple markets to ensure you get the best coverage to meet your unique business needs. OREP's model is business by the golden rule, and for over 20 years, they've built their business by putting their clients first. So come enjoy a fast online application and same-day certificates of insurance at OREP.org. OREP has coverage for armed investigators, executive protection, and even has a separate policy for security firms. The application takes less than five minutes, so visit OREP.org today. OREP.org.
1: And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. I'm here with Mark Gillespie from Austin, Texas. Mark, welcome back to the program. Thank you. All right. So before we took our break, we uh, had teased a uh, doing work on murder investigations. And this is something that you're passionate about and uh, you know, you, you've, you've seen your fair share over the years and um, yeah, we wanted to talk about the private investigators role in all that. Um, so let's, let's dive in, man. So w- w- what's what been your experience in doing with this?
2: Well, my experience has been uh, mostly in the realm of court appointed cases, uh, capital murder, murder investigations, Um. You know, clients of all ages from from young teens to, you know, 75, 80 years old. Uh, suicides, I've dealt a lot, uh, dealt with a lot of cases involving, uh, uh, you know, questionable manner of death determinations. And, and that's something I really like getting involved in. Right. Um, you know, many times when we see cases of... Uh, A person, you know, who's died alone, the police get called, Uh, they respond, they examine the scene. Um, You know, there's nothing that's, in many cases, that's really obvious in terms of uh, someone else being involved uh, when you have a dead body. Uh, You know, then the coroner or the medical examiner rules the investigation, uh, rules the the, the manner of death as you know as a suicide
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh in many instances and this gets so frustrating but in many instances you have the, me- the 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 medical examiner making a a a ruling immediately upon completion of the uh autopsy uh without any input or investigation from the law enforcement agency and and I have to tell you there's it is it is it is not right for a medical examiner's office to to do that in many instances without the benefit of a thorough investigation.
1: Why do you think that happens? Why do you think they they, they make their wrongs so quickly?
2: I, I think they they just want to get through it. They're so sure for themselves of what they think happened. What they have on a on the table before them appears to be cut and dry when in fact, in many instances it's not, you know, I've gotten involved in several cases where I have been hired to challenge the ruling and uh, and I've been successful in, and this is a long drawn out process, but I've been successful in in getting the medical examiner to to change the ruling from suicide to undetermined or suicide to accident,
3: right
2: and suicide to homicide. So and, and that's very that's extremely satisfying when you when you're able to do that, and it's also very it's very refreshing when you have the some in the medical examiner community that will back off and say, hey, maybe we didn't look at all the facts of this case, and and we made a rush to judgment. So uh,
1: oh, Gillespie's here. <laughs> better go dot my eyes and cross my t's. I
2: wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> thanks. But it. <laughs> But, you know, when you have a death investigation and and when an autopsy is performed, it's, it's, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a thorough investigation that's completed, you know, all the I's dotted, the T's crossed, no stone left unturned. That's extremely important. And when we think about it, you know, our families, our parents, our family members, we are doing a disservice to them if we don't go that extra step to to gain all the information
1: right.
2: to 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 try to turn over every rock um so and what, it's
1: what would you suggest um like the, the the average investigator that that gets a phone call from somebody that says hey my loved one you know uh passed away they're saying it's suicide but eh, I think there's something up here like how would you suggest that investigator handles that call um appropriately?
2: That's a good, very good question. I think there's two things. Number one, um, you know, many PIs don't have the experience, uh, and this is not a negative statement, but many, many PIs don't have the experience of, of conducting a death investigation, and knowing what goes into that, and then what goes into, um, you know, the performance of of an autopsy, and what's reported, and what the autopsy report says, and what an autopsy report doesn't say. So I think a PI, if they're if they if they get a call uh and, and their services are requested to assist, um, I think they they need to reach out to someone uh like myself, like Dean Beers in Colorado, and, and, and like and like yep. a handful of others who yep. who are very skilled and adept to Rachel. Uh, yeah,
1: Rachel Roberts too, another one, yeah. Just yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. For sure
2: that 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 know that world and know the ins and outs and know how to how to go that down that 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 winding path right because uh, c- it's an extreme challenge um yeah. but that so that's what I would recommend is that they that they reach out get some information, get some assistance uh, to kind of plot a course on on where to go um that that's what I would recommend
1: yeah definitely it's it's tough you know like i you know people always have an idea of what investigators do and can do you know again we're going back to television and and whatnot um there's such a a a wide spread of what an investigator could do and i always recommend to people like find what you're good at and just stick to those few things and then you know Make lots of friends. <laughs> Go to conferences and meet folks like Mark that are good at doing that kind of stuff. And when you get those phone calls, don't turn them away. Put them, point them in the right direction. You know, and and uh, yeah, help them get what they need to do, and everybody wins in that uh, case. You know, know what you're good at and stick to it. That's it's my motto.
2: You hit the nail on the head. In fact, I I created a presentation years ago called Finding Your Niche. Because I had a hard time finding my niche, and then I fi- it finally came down to just as you said, yeah. do what you're good at, and then and, and 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 go after it. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 a great recommendation for yeah. for all of us.
1: Yeah, and it, there's there really is just so much that we can do as investigators. Um. You know, I have no law enforcement background. It's just the way the cards played out for me. I would never pretend to try and take a case, a murder case like that. It's just, it's not my thing, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, but you know, making sure that I point that person in the right direction. Um, I can sleep at night knowing that I tried to help the person and I don't have to worry about it. You know, it's all, uh, it's all good stuff. And uh, you know, there are a lot of pressures too, when it, when it comes to these, um, these murder investigations, like there's politics involved in it sometimes. You know, I, I recall like uh, working on a case in New York City that was a high profile motor vehicle accident that involved some criminal negligence. And it, mm-hmm. it was uh, involved a uh, a member of the Hasidic community uh, who had been killed. And um, not only he would be killed, his family would be killed. It was a horrible, horrible accident. But the politics involved in that, the pressure that was put on, Uh, by the uh, Hasidic community to the politicians and the politicians then turning the screws on the law enforcement to like get it done was almost like hindering (laughs) the the investigator's ability to do what they needed to do because there was so much pressure on trying to close the case out. So like you got to factor that stuff into it too sometimes, you know, and then, you know, let's factor in the remnants of covid right we're through it but we're not really through it right so it's you know why was this move so quickly why was this not looked further well you know we got 900 people a day dying in new york you know and uh, we're just going to say it was covid you know and you know for somebody who wanted to bump somebody off maybe they uh <laughs> maybe they took care of business and and ooh, it's covid you know you don't know
2: i couldn't agree more i think i think politics uh is a huge obstacle that many of us play uh, and trying to get our foot in the door, get things uh, to have things reviewed, to, to draw the attention to, you know, some of our, some of our cases. Uh, You're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. And then you got to figure in pride too, right? Dealing with the medical examiner. Hey, you made a mistake. I don't make mistakes. I'm a doctor. That's huge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I <laughs> I I went to medical school and did all my residencies I don't make mistakes it's like mm, here look. science says otherwise you know and and dealing with that it's uh it's a tough tough thing to do to get somebody to change your report I can only imagine the struggle on that
2: well and, and it's very hard but what but what you have to do like on a suicide case uh or 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 a, a death where you think a um it, it may not have been suicide. You're questioning it. You know, you've got to do, uh, you know, you, you've got to look at uh, victimology, suicidology. Uh, you've got to do a thorough, thorough investigation of that individual, uh, you know, his, his relationships, family, personal friends, girlfriends, uh, you know, financial issues. I mean, it's a, it's a huge list, but, if you don't do that, you're you're missing a lot of critical information about that individual that, that could either warrant the determination of suicide or go against it. Yeah. Um but but what you're trying to do with that investigation is give the medical examiner kind of a, a backdrop of that person's life to help them understand is this a homicide or is this a suicide
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, or, and then you know what, it may some be somewhere in between. We, we can't figure this one out. So undetermined, uh, you know, I, I think there's many cases that they just, they just check the block. I think, you know, even though they can't figure it out, but it doesn't, you know, it's either a homicide or it's a suicide.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh pretty cut and dry, <laughs> I guess, at yeah. times and at times it, it's not. So, you know, which is why you need someone to really um with the expertise to really dig in and and uh and put it, you know, pull it all apart. So like over the years, obviously you've 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 done what you've done and you've got your experience. I mean, what have been some of the, the resources that you've tapped into to get better at doing what you're doing? I know you do a lot of training and you offer courses on this stuff, and Dean and Karen do that that as well what What are some of the uh, the other resources that you have found helpful over the years?
2: Well, there's a good question. There's a couple. It's dealing with people like yourself, people who have a a brain, uh, common sense, good judgment, uh, who have who have many valuable life experiences. so I can learn many things from people like yourself. Uh, you look at our community. There, there are many, many people out there that. Uh, I mean, we have a a target-rich environment for uh, expertise and uh, experience. And uh, you know, you 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 mentioned the word pride and ego a little bit ago, and the PIs that don't succeed or that don't really get a lot of good jobs in many cases are the ones that think they can do it all themselves. And, 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 and that basically they find themselves on an Island. Um, and so I think, you know, one of the biggest things we can do, uh, is, is, you know, drop our ego, drop our pride, and reach out to people that, that have a wealth of knowledge and, and experience and pick their brain, use them to help us do our job. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's that's crucial, um, you know, just, you know, go, training. You We can never get enough training. That's true. Uh, I love training. I love I love teaching and I love learning. So uh, when we get tired of learning something, something's wrong. Uh, so I think it's extremely important for all of us every day to to learn something that we didn't know the day before.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, But I think those are probably two of the biggest things that we could do to improve ourselves. Right. Um, Yeah. I
1: I think like going to conferences, right. It's obviously very important and reaching out to folks that have been around in the industry, you know, that, you know, God knows how long they're going to be around doing stuff. You know, it's like the people retire, people stop doing things, people pass away, you know, guys like John LaJoy, you know, John was a, you know, yeah. for those who knew him, you know, you could learn a thing or two just by having dinner with John Lejoy. You know, well, yeah, he's going to talk about hundred percent of the time, but you're going to walk away with, with uh, knowledge. You know, uh, and guys like Alice Armistead, you know, that that would go out, and you know, just what a kind man. You know, just looking to share, um, his experiences. Like I, I, I think you bring up a good point, right? You, you get better by surrounding yourselves with people that do what you do and learn from them because maybe they're ahead of you or maybe you're equal as as far as experience goes but they got a little different way of doing things um and that's what's so awesome about the investigative community there is no one way to do something there's always different ways to look at things and you you're right in saying that you can always learn something uh i mean i'm 25 years in and i'm still learning how to how to do stuff you know because i just can't do everything right
2: you know, it's kind of interesting that you say that. Like you go, you you mentioned Ellis and John and uh I mean I could I could probably spend 20 minutes just naming
3: right but,
2: but when we go to a conference, whether it be you know tally fally cali or nciss or whatever, you look around the room and you see you you look at the people who are sitting at their table, just just waiting, you know, hands folded across the table. Mm -hmm. And then you look out and you see other people that are just networking. And, and I'll tell you, there's a big difference between those two types of people. Those people that are out networking, they are learning. They are, they're like a sponge. They're creating relationships. They're meeting new people. They're, you know, they're, they're furthering their abilities. And then you see the other people that just are kind of sitting back waiting uh, for something to happen. Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, you know what I'm talking about. We oh, see yeah. that every time we go out to these conferences. Yeah.
1: So then you see some guys that interact with like Pistol Pack and Paulo, and you know, almost end up getting shot or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were at the tally conference or, or nally conference in San Antonio a few years ago, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's yeah. <laughs> God yeah. bless Pistol Pack and Paulo. <laughs> Oh man,
2: what it's like to get your ear whipped by a whip. There you go. Right.
1: <laughs> and it's not your wife. right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. It, it, it's, it's good times. And it's so important, you know, and I always, um, whenever I, I go to these events, I, I remember I just tally this year um, in, in Galveston, I think it was, uh, I was at the conference there and it was, I was excited to see a, a lot of like younger people that are just getting into the industry. You know, and I was like, okay, listen, don't sit around, don't be shy, go and talk to these people, uh, because this is, you know, this is how you're going to learn how to do what you do, you know, or learn how to do what you want to do, right. To, to find your specialty, your, your your niche, by by talking to people that are already doing it. And if folks that are going to the conference, 90% of them are, you know, they're, they're going to talk to you. You know, there are some that just like, Hey, I'm just here to hang out with my friends. There are a few of those, um, but um, you know, for the most part, you know these are people that are, that have interest in 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 the industry and making it better, doing it what we're doing. Right? Yeah,
2: you know, you you made me think of something. We talked a little bit ago about how technology has really furthered our abilities, enhanced our abilities. Well, technology can also damage our ability, and that technology is like a Zoom conference, right? where we do it in front of a computer in the comfort of our office or our home right. or our kitchen table. And we choose that instead of going to a conference where we're pressing the flesh with people, we're shaking right. hands, we're hugging people, we're we're able to, to talk one-on-one. So although Zoom conferences are good in many respects, they can really change the way we learn and and develop relationships yeah um so i would urge people to when given the opportunity to go to a conference in person do that mm-hmm. as a last resort get on the zoom if you can't make the conference but yeah. anyway that that
1: yeah so here here's kinda. my take on that man my my take on that is it shouldn't you should never have a oh we're just going to do our conference virtually this year like it should never be that way it should be in in uh, accompaniment right yeah, like we're yeah. doing our live conference here and then we're going to do a virtual one also like at some point during the year right one should never right. replace the other because they both serve different functions right hey we're recording this it's friday it's 10 almost 11 o'clock in my time when i'm done with this i'm going to go jump on a a, a a a virtual conference for for nally um and I, I love that I'm able to do that, that, you know, I can pop in, learn a little bit, interact with, with some people um, and then, you know, tap out like that's good education wise, but the social mm-hmm. uh, part of it, it I won't have the opportunity to do that. And every kind of breakout room and happy hour room or whatever they have, it's good that they do it, but it's, it's still not the same, you know um, you know, being able to just hang out and uh, you know, to me, I love going to different cities cities I haven't been to you know it's there's excitement behind that you know there's energy yeah. behind that it, it invigorates me um and, and it's difficult to do especially if you're you're a, a single business owner you know it's, it's just you um but the benefits far outweigh the cost to doing it and uh, tax deductible <laughs> if you're smart and uh you know it's something that you really should do um yeah, to make you better at what you're doing yeah so. good point um, so we're going to wind down over here. And uh, Mark, it's so great to, to see you again and and uh, have you jump on and just share a little bit of, of your knowledge um, on that. So the, the gist of everything is, you know, these murder investigations, if it's not your wheelhouse, find somebody uh, that, that has an expertise in it and just pick their brain. Uh, I'm not saying turn it over to them, but but you definitely want to have a right. conversation with them about the right way to to handle these things. Yeah, um, the other thing is, you know, there's there's so much material out there to review. If you have a passion in doing this type of work, um, there's content all over the place. Um, you know, there's teachings by uh, Mark and and others out there that, to to go about doing it. So, Mark, if folks wanted to get a hold of you, how would they find you?
2: Uh, I have a, a website, Mark, uh, gillespieinvestigations.com. Um, uh, my company name is Gillespie Forensics and Investigations,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, or they can call me 512-680-5851. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they, they can Google me, find me, uh, look, look for me on the Tally Texas Association of Licensed Investigators website, f- find an investigator, um,
1: that's, a, that's, that's great just a few. yeah yeah it's all good and uh, again this is a resource here folks so part part of the the reason for the show is to, to to highlight folks like mark that have a certain expertise and and do the things they do so um uh, thank you everyone for tuning in uh, we appreciate you checking out uh, we'll have a, another show uh, next week and uh, stay safe out there and uh, we'll catch everybody next week on the next show
0: take care Thanks for checking out the episode. Mark's a great guest and has a real heart for training and raising up our industry. A special thanks to the Slick Conference, Crosstracks, Satellite Investigations, PI Institute of Education, and OREP for sponsoring our show. So make sure you support our great supporters. Also, don't forget about InvestigatorsToolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save 50 bucks when you join it. If you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. He's a social media butterfly. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.